The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolvedly determined to journey to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there. But they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them. They journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens, the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury the dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. To another said, I'll follow you, Lord. But first, let me say farewell to my family at home. To him, Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the Samaritans are not giving passage to Jesus, so now Jesus and the disciples don't have a shortcut to Jerusalem. They have to go the long way. Bad Samaritans. Racists. They hate Jews. Well, at least that's what the disciples think, so that they want to send down fireballs and destroy that village and, and rid the world of hatred and bigotry and make the world a better place. And Jesus stops them. And for good reason. The Samaritans are not bigots. They're not haters. They're not racist. All the Samaritans want to do is prevent Jesus and the disciples from going to Jerusalem so that they won't worship in the wrong place because there's a better place to worship. And they're right. There is a better place to worship. The question now in the gospel is, Where is that place? As Jesus is setting on the journey, we're going to find out what the right place is. And take a wild guess. Just guess who is the one that's going to discover the best place to worship. It's going to be a a Samaritan. (laughs) So Jesus goes to this village, and uh, there are ten lepers, and he cures them. Can you imagine being cured of a contagious disease that stops you from being a part of society? Now you are lawfully legally able to go and integrate with, with society. Can you imagine the options that you, all, that you have that you never had before? You can go into a crowded Starbucks and order a cafe latte. Make that a grande. Or you can go into a Home Depot and ask, ask for a job application. and Maybe somebody will be able to tell me how to, where to find you know, the duct tape. Can you imagine that you could go home for the very first time in years and give your mother a hug without 
the danger of giving her some horrible disease, or maybe just being just able to lie on your back, you're clean, no sores, no wounds, and get a good night's sleep, you have options. You have thousands of options. And the Samaritan looks at all of those options, and the first option he picks is to go back. Go back to the Lord. And he drops to his knees and thanks him. Oh, <laughs> he must have told him the whole story, how horrible it is to have leprosy. He probably told him about all the money that he spent on doctors who weren't able to help him. All the, how the society ostracized him. How he, he forgot the taste of good food. How he can't sleep at night. How lonely it is the terrible suffering, and he took it away. Jesus Christ took it away. He transformed his life. He gave him his life back again. And in that Thanksgiving, he said, you're a part of my life. You're a part of this great story. It must have been wonderful for Jesus to hear that he was a part of something special. There was a family that decided to take their father off life support. The doctors could do no more. So before they did that, they asked to have the priest come in and anoint the father. I was the priest. I went there and I gave him the sacrament. I stayed with the family a while. And then I left. Two years later, Two years later, a woman came up to me and says, you probably don't recognize me, but you came to anoint my father in the middle of the night. You were kind and you spent time with us. But what you don't know is that as soon as you left, my father's heart got stronger. The next day we took him off life support. A week later, we took him home. And I heard the story, and I was just thrilled to be a part of that. I was a part of their, their life for a moment. <laughs> it was a thrill. And that's exactly the Samaritan's point, is that that's true worship. Going back to the Lord and saying to him, you know, you're, you're the reason why I don't get angry at bad people. You're the reason why I have joy in my life. You're the reason why I have two hands and two arms and two eyes and a brain and a mouth. You're the reason why I can be successful in life and have a job. You're the reason why I have a family. You're the reason why every day I can wake up and be transformed. You're telling God that you're part of my life. You're part of my story. You know, when we wake up in the morning, we have options. Oh, just like the ten lepers who were just cured... We have options because God has been so good to us with so many things. He gives us options. But not all options are equal. There's one option that's better than them all. And that's the one the Samaritan showed us. Let's go back to the Lord and tell him, you're a part of my life. You're a part of my story. God must really like that.